Welcome to Nonprofit Network, powered by Stokes Auction Group. We are a group of fundraising professionals that specialize in raising funds to improve communities of all sizes. Hello and welcome to the Nonprofit Network. We are your fundraising fanatics. My name is Shelby Stokes. Kelly Schenfeld. And special guest, Ketcha. Yeah. Yes. Ketcha Peterson is here. Exactly. That's right. Oh, and we also have King Bob, also known as Sawyer. King Bob. He is our second I am special. Not King Bob. Also known as Butt Crap Jack. <laughs> but, no, oh. I'm not Butt Crap Jack. Oh, King that's, King that's offensive, apparently. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, kind of serendipitous. Uh, one of our teammates so is sick, and Ketcha showed up at the auction today because she's in town, and we met at Washington Auction. No. Western Auctioneer, <laughs> WCA, mm, Western WCA. College, College of Auctioneering. Yeah. Please don't show Nick this. Um, whom I love dearly, but we met two years ago. Yeah. And you went through the, the basic training or the, the opening class and you learned a lot. A lot. That's Four right. Four days of a exactly. lot. Four days of a lot. <laughs> Four days of a lot. A lot of back end in regards to auctions in and outs and then a lot of bid calling. Right? Yeah. So we're not going to make you do tongue twisters today. Great. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, also, you yeah, also opted into the advanced auction college at some yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. And that, okay. that seems pretty good. I'm a little biased on their instructor. He's a pretty good guy. I mean, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I Faja? Faja. My father, not your father. <laughs> not I my mean, father. I don't know, maybe one day. We'll see how <laughs> this thing goes. But uh, yeah, so we invited her on because Paul was out and she is a social media. Uh, magnate, yeah, a, a pillar news. of industry. Yep. Yeah. yeah pillar for sure. of industry. A pillar that's what of I call industry. myself, really. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, somehow I conned her into being on this cast with us, and we're happy to have you here. So thank you. Thank I'm you great. much. I'm really glad to be here. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I bet you when you woke up this morning, you're not like, oh, yeah, I'm going to record a podcast yeah, with no, a couple of yeah, uh-huh, That wasn't sure. on my list, but yeah, here and, we are. And, and 42 people are going to see you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, oh, see, now you got the gold. Now you're saying, okay, we got to outdo last week. You we see have that? done more than that in the past, but. Uh, And I need to go ahead and tell all of you that last week's podcast, I was sick and these boys kind of ran amok and kind of said that maybe I was faking it. Well, So I make their lunches on Tuesdays, so beware what's in your lunch. Well, hopefully you didn't feed us like so. I knew we were going to have a guest, so it was a safe lunch today. I noticed my lunch was ready and yours wasn't. So we saw yours get made. I think you're good, but... uh, Special something in yours. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) So Yeah. No, so last week we got here and Kelly is like, seems just fine. And then 15 minutes later, she has a house coat on. We're like, uh... It's 85 degrees outside, Kelly. Like, what's wrong? And Super sick. It just digressed from yeah. there, or got got a little bit worse from there. So here we are. Um, let's see. The fall fundraising season is underway. We are well into it, and we're having a good time doing it. Um, I was lucky enough to be helping with a food bank this weekend, yeah. and um, you know, I think we we had a pretty good event. We had individuals that were really excited to be there. Um, what I found is we had a timeline that was a little bit delayed. Um, the team seemed like they were scrambling a little bit, which, uh, which is kind of difficult, but timelines and traffic and, um, volunteers supposed to be there that were not there that had committed and were, did not show. And it seems so, like you had kind of an uh, uneducated community on why they were there maybe as well. well. I, I, I think the demographic of this event specifically is changing, right? Mm-hmm. Because essentially what it's, this organization has been historically is it's, it's historically been held up by the Catholic community. 
Well, this year, they essentially had another big Catholic school holding the fundraiser on the exact same night. So before you know it, the people that were the mainstays of supporting this food bank had been siphoned off to this other yep. event. And, and those individuals that were pretty much big spenders in the past were not present. Um, you know, we were blessed enough to have people give donations prior to. We made some big announcements, which is cool. But w- one thing that I kind of want to talk about that resonated with me this weekend is as a presenter of a fundraising event, your goal is to allow people to have a good time and know about an organization. And I bring that up because we had six items and the six items that we offered probably totaled just over $5,000 in funds raised. So you look at those six items and a group of 300 people and you think, there's a better way to do this, right? Mm -hmm. But essentially what ended up happening is through that auction, we were able to lift the room and get them kind of engaged in what was happening. And then when we got to the call to action or the fund to need at the end of the night, we were able to succeed far greater than we were in the past. Yeah. And, and you know, you kind of, as an auctioneer, as a host of a fundraising event, you go through some of these things and you bump into scenarios where you're like, oh, this package should bring 5,000 and it's bringing 500. What do I do? You know, and then all of a sudden you start to panic a little bit. But we have a saying in the office that, that believe, believe, mm-hmm. believe. You know, and if the fourth item doesn't go well and you haven't had a good item yet, the next one could be the item. And so often we remind ourselves that we get to that fifth item sometimes and then it'll bring a pile of money, you know, 20, 30 grand in some scenarios. But what I found myself ruminating on when I when I flew home was the fact that had we not set the stage and set that precedent early in that live auction item, there is no way we would have moved that room to give as much they did in the call to action. Yeah. So, so much of what we do is just believing that you're there for the right reasons and that everything is going to fall into place because it will. Yeah. And you are really just bringing together what they've worked a year on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's your goal right. is to deliver what they've worked on. What you were up against, I think, is is the main people in charge weren't even there on time. And that's difficult. Well, you know? I, I think what's happening in this organization specifically is like leadership is changing. You know, you can feel the old guard is is kind of thinking one way and the newer generation that's up and coming is thinking like, okay, this has worked in the past, but will it continue to work? Mm-hmm. And I had a really long conversation with the dev director and essentially what they were talking about is how can we reinvent this fundraising event? How can we do it differently? How can we kind of move into these other areas and do fundraising, but not in the traditional events sense that they've done in the past? Yeah. You know, I, I think that uh, reinventing an auction, though, you have to take into consideration the community, too. You don't want to completely change it up on them. And the old guard, unless there's a rift, the new guard should be pumping those brains of the old guard and saying, why did you do this? Why did this work? Does this work? You know, don't completely change your entire event. Talk to the people that were in charge before, if they're open to it, and find out why they went that direction, where they found success, and then grow on it. Don't necessarily reinvent it, but grow on what has been done. Yeah. I think there's more success that way. I, I agree. You know, there's I, I follow a guy uh, named Gary Vee. He's, uh, he's you probably heard of him, but essentially his he always goes back to and not or, mm-hmm. and not or. 
And I think that that is the right way to approach something like this. Like just because the old thing isn't working to the same extent that it does, doesn't mean you should throw the entire event out. Right. It means you should supplement it with like something new or, and, and if you want to do those new, new ideas, then push in that direction, dedicate time to it. But I wouldn't say like, okay, fold it up. This isn't going to happen anymore mm -hmm. because if you do that, it's hard to go back to. And don't sense? necessarily protect your idea. Your goal is to raise money. So your idea should be one of many. And to protect your idea is not necessarily the way to raise funds. Add your idea to other people's ideas. That's the better way to do it. But you do social media and stuff. That's your deal. It is. So, yep, that's my day-to-day. -day. So <laughs> how could an organization um, build up prior to their event like get the steam going for the event, you and know, the excitement mm -hmm. and all of that. Yeah. I think when it comes to social media, the biggest thing is staying consistent and then telling a story, which is kind of what you were talking about with how, um, at the food bank event, you, you know, you were, you were building on, on their cause and explaining that to the audience who, even though wasn't, wasn't giving for those big items yeah. started with that fund and need. And then we're able to participate in something that maybe they didn't feel like they could participate in. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree completely. And so much of it is the story. You know, I remember our timeline was back. We, we were late on our timeline at that event. And I had this guy that was like, hey, I'll be your MC. So I'm like, okay, come up and bring an MC. And he started with bringing somebody up that is well known as a volunteer in the community that is actually serving food on a day to day. And me as like the event guy is like, oh, we don't have time for this. What are you mm -hmm. thinking? And then as soon as she hit the stage, it's like, oh, this is why we're here. Mm -hmm. Right. So that speaks to exactly what you're saying is that it became authentic and we were sharing the story of the mm -hmm. food bank, which then translated into a into a pretty fun event. Yeah. How do um, they do that prior to do they start a story? Do they do they to get people to really want to be a part of this event. Yeah, I think it goes back to, I mean, all of these causes, I think it goes back to the people who are passionate about it and care about it, whether that's your your team or the volunteers or the people you're helping. And everybody has a story to tell. And so you can you can get little pieces and snippets and maybe it's a photo of, you know, what what the cause is and, and what people are trying to bring to the table or or even just talking to a volunteer and mm -hmm. saying, why do you do, why do you spend your time doing this? And then as you piece that story together, it's not just about the fact that you're going to be at a fundraiser, but it's why you're going to be there and, and reinforcing that. So when you're like painting that narrative mm -hmm. for somebody is, do you like say, okay, in the next three months, we're going to tell this story. Um, do you just kind of do it on the day to day, whatever's striking the organization? Like, how do you how do you approach something like that? I think that when you start to look at something from like the three month out perspective, it gets overwhelming mm -hmm. um, for organizations. And so I think it's I think it's appropriate and OK and and works to tell it a piece at a time. Gotcha. Um, so if you have three months, it's great to be able to, you know, plan that out. But doing yeah. something is always better than doing nothing and taking the time to, to tell that story is really worth it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So in terms of like the pipeline of content that you're putting out on yeah. socials, like how far are you planning content out? Is it like, okay, I got stuff planned for a week and then leave some room if something like miraculous happens or what does that look like? Yeah, usually for, for the accounts that I manage, I'm planning about a month out. Um, and, you know, have about three posts a week that I have pretty solidified that, that tells the story. And then that leaves room to fill in 
with those other pieces and make sure that it's relevant and timely and all of that good stuff. Gotcha. So will you strategize with an organization on what platform they want to focus on and build it specifically for platform or is it just like one size fits all and throw caution to the wind? Definitely not one size okay. fits all. <laughs> yeah. Good. I think what it totally, <laughs> totally depends on the organization and, and all of that and which platform is best. But I mean, Facebook is a really big one, a really big one for people. There's a large audience out there and you can, you can reach a lot of people with Facebook. So that's normally where we start. And then we can kind of tailor that content a little bit for different platforms, but it's just, I mean, it's just tweaking it. You have the first piece and whether that's a blog or a Facebook post or whatever it's going to be. And then you can take those pieces back out and repurpose them on different channels. Yeah. So, and so you're building it. You build it to the event almost, right? Mm-hmm. So you start slow and then build and mm-hmm. build. And then tomorrow's the event. And then, right. boom, then do you suggest that they show about their event day after? Yeah. Any excitement that you can bring. But even building it up, I know you guys are looking at like the video kind of stuff and being able to build up, you do a couple, you know, consistent posts, you're posting three times a week. And then as the event gets closer, all of a sudden, if you start doing some live video talking about what the event is going to look like and building it up that way. And then I think the day after the event is a great day to recap that, keep it fresh in everybody's mind, make sure, you know, that people know what was accomplished Mm -hmm. Um, and it's fresh in your mind too, as the event organizers at that point. So to kind of like take it back to, you know, people that we partner with, right? If I'm somebody that wants to do a fundraiser at, you know, my kid's school, where do I start? Do I start like pulling parents and figuring out where they spend their time on social media? Do you just kind of like run with a campaign and see how it evolves? Like what's the best tack to take in getting started? That's a good question. And how do you get people to go there? Right. Right. You know? Yeah. I think, I mean, normally we start with Facebook just because there's so many people mm-hmm. on Facebook and whether or not you're active on that account, you have the ability to access the content. So we usually start with Sorry. Facebook. Um, and then as you're pushing out that content, I think it really comes down to pushing it, using your network, whatever that may be, your volunteers, your team and pushing it out that way and making sure they're involved and engaged with that content and then sharing that with the network. Um, but I definitely, it, it takes a little bit of time. You can go the route of advertising and things like that, mm-hmm. but there's a lot that you can do with organic social media. What has been your biggest challenge in, in what you do to help an organization build that? What has been, can you think of a challenge that you've had that, barrier you almost couldn't break through? I think it's just all about that consistency. If you, I mean, one of the things is having that content available. You can tell a story, but a picture goes a long ways with that. Mm -hmm. And so if you can get some of those assets up front, I mean, everybody has pictures of their events or Mm -hmm. their cause. If you can get a good set of assets up front, it makes the entire process so much easier because all of a sudden you have this library of, you you know, 25 25 pictures that you can just pick and choose from. So that's usually where I start is trying to collect those. You're so smart. <laughs> okay, thanks. You are so smart. <laughs> yeah, I, it's 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 crazy because, you know, marketing has always kind of been a scary word for us at, at our organization mm-hmm. because there's so much of it. You mm-hmm. know, like back in the day it was newspapers and, you know, we're not doing newspaper ads anymore, but there's so many different, like, areas that you can push and spend time focusing mm-hmm. on that it's I really miss interesting. I newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you? I yes, know. I do. I oh, love newspapers. newspapers. You would get coupons and stuff on Sunday? <laughs> oh, God, the Sunday paper? Oh, and at Christmas time, Thanksgiving, day after Thanksgiving? Stop. It's amazing. I, I know you are in a generation, both of you, where you're like, newspapers. I go I'm to the like, gas no. station after every Thanksgiving just to pick up the coupon book. Yes. You know, the big fat paper? Yes. Yeah, they're harder to find now. I, that may shock you. I know. <laughs> Who's looking at paper? It's sad. Right? It is sad. Very sad. It is sad. Well, times are changing. That's just how it goes. <laughs> Thank God. That's just how it goes. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Well, cool. Well, I uh, I really appreciate you spending the time with us today. Uh, believe it or not, we've already been talking for like 20, 20 minutes already. We could talk another 50. We could. <laughs> we could. We could go on and on. Thank you so much for being yeah. part of this. Yeah. Like, Anything you want to share? Really cool. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I think give it's yourself all... a plug. I don't want to. No, I don't want to give myself a plug. Why? I don't know. That's what it's about. Let's all it, plug. It... Yes. <laughs> well, reach out to me if you have any questions for Ketcha. We will forward her and find, or we will forward it to her. And uh, yeah, we'll stay in touch for sure. Yeah. Kelly, what do you think? I think it was great having you here. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, you really filled our cup today. So thank you. Did. you. It was yeah, awesome. So cool. So cool. You it's nailed been it. fun. You nailed, you nailed it. it. You nailed it. You nailed it. There it is. And that is going to bring this episode to a close. Thank you so much for joining us this week and every week. We are the fundraising fanatics. Yes, we, we are, are. Excited about fundraising, and the fall is upon us. Woo, doggies! Take a deep breath. Finally, it's yes. going to be a beautiful season. <laughs> um, yeah, but it doesn't feel like summer's quite over yet. So enjoy the last couple of weeks of sunshine we get here in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, and thanks again, honey. Yeah, yeah. really appreciate you thanks being for here. Having me. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>